Usually, Joyce and I agree on a topic that we're going to go in deep, try to tease out some learnings, uh, and give you some good advice. Uh, and this is not one of those episodes. This is what I regard as a spaghetti session where we tease out a number of topics and we touch on it. It's like pulling the noodle out. When the noodle's out, you move on to the next topic. So uh, this is an experiment. We follow our irritations. We follow our inspirations. And hopefully... Uh, uh, you'll like what you hear today. So come on in, grab a snack. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Hey, Joyce. Boy, you really like that the recording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean winging it? No, no. I, oh, no, I, I do. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I just got to ask one question. Uh, yeah. Down here in North Carolina, we're used to hurricanes all the time. Right. Uh, and Maine, I, I don't think you've had one for 10 or 15 years until this weekend. Oh, are you kidding? We've lost two tall pine trees, one for one hurricane, one for another. Okay. So you have them. Not that Yeah, and they were like 20 feet and they had root wow. systems that were 15 feet high. Yeah. Yeah. So and didn't hit the house. <laughs> oh boy, that's good. Well, you're you're fine and everything uh, uh, ended I, up okay. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it did for everybody. But we had an absolutely yeah. beautiful day. It was like a tropical windstorm that that the leaves were blowing in a grand way. I mean, it was thrilling, actually. Yeah. Uh, and I had company, so that. I'm glad that we could come out of the basement for it. No, we we've gone. We've been. We've had um, people knock on the door and say we are required to go to the high school. No kidding. Yeah. Mandatory evac. Well, uh -huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. and I, and I'm also came come from Tornado Land, which is the Midwest. Give so me a give me a hurricane any day. I'm yeah. I, they terrify me. Yeah, me too. And my mom and dad once were in one on the road and had to get out of their car and go down into a ditch. Oh. And they were pretty old then. But um, we used to go down to the basement. I, I, I remember an apartment I was in, and then Devin and I went down into the basement, which was a great basement. It was I had a room down there. It was so good, a study. Yeah. And um, he ended up opening all his Santa Claus presents that were... <laughs> <laughs> being hidden down there because <laughs> there they were and we were down there five hours it was pretty bad um so and i always fill the bathtub with water <laughs> and put on clean underwear that's right and then i'm ready <laughs> ready. but i was uh under the weather so like uh, bob and i were talking about a topic that we'll introduce, but I said, let's just do it. And then, then I remembered I had a lot of NyQuil last night. <laughs> I don't know. But I had a, my wonderful nephew and his wife visit, and I won't share their names, darn it, because I didn't ask permission. Um, and Eric is a tenured professor uh, in, in sea life in tide pools. Um, yeah. And he said, I listened to your you know, podcast. I said, Eric, we <laughs> we all of us have spines. <laughs> what are you doing talking to us? <laughs> no, and he said everything he thought, because I said, you know, Bob and I came late into doing that because we assumed we were dated. 
he said, oh, my gosh, it's what, exactly what's going on in academia where I am. Yeah. Women, and he said, especially the imposter syndrome. I'm so glad you have that on your list. And I said, oh, I think you might not like what I say. And I'm still not ambivalent, curious, because I wonder about the age group where that is. Uh, and yeah. then um, I was never comfortable at work. Comfortable meaning bored. No, but comfortable yeah. meaning, um, well, and you know, I used to quit every six weeks too. So in my head. <laughs> so I don't, I want, I would like to know from people experiencing feeling like an imposter, what would help? Wow. Yeah. I, Is it? it yeah. And I, you know, and I I took the position that everyone I knew as they shifted to something new was an imposter. Mm. Make it till you make it. You watch others, you know. So and and I guess my assumption is if you're on your green growing edge and want to quote get ahead, you're rarely comfortable. That's right. So I, I, I guess just listening to what uh, your uh, cousin said, um, I, I kind of see imposter syndrome kind of cutting two ways. Yeah. And there, there is what you just described. You're jumping into a new role, a new experience, a new team. And so there's that fake it till you make it. You know, you show mm -hmm. up uh, and, and you just don't feel like you're 100% up to this new experience. Or accepted and, by the or role. Accepted, oh, people. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You've, you know, you, you still feel that you're on probation, you're on trial, uh -huh. right? Um, but I, I, I'll share where I see it being more, um, uh, ex it, more in the popular belief that it is an issue, that it does happen. There are ways to mitigate it. Um, and, and what I'd say is that would be chronic. So it's someone who or systemic, yeah, 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 systemic. Where um, you know you just always feel like you're not the best person for this job, or you're not yeah. fully adequate. And I think that is, I mean, we all have a saboteur in our head that tells us, you know, that we really screwed that one up, or we uh, we mm -hmm. didn't get that right. Um, yeah. But I, but I think that. Uh, it, following up on our conversation, I think it does exist. And I think the chronic systemic uh, imposter syndrome, particularly as it relates to people that feel one down, uh, uh, is real. Well, and my nephew works with women in science. But um, I think, huh. I mean, I was hazed. Yeah. I guess, did I mention it pays to have an older brother? <laughs> the protector? No. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> Beat you up. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that does horrible things to you. It makes you sturdy. <laughs> so, I don't know. So I don't want to undermine in any way. And I'd like to hear from a few people, because I think it may not be only women for sure. Depends yeah. what your position. I don't know. Men in HR, Did you? is that a thing? I, I don't know whether it's a thing. Um, no, I don't think it is. The, the, yeah, I mean, if I take a look at my own uh, experience with the imposter syndrome, I think I fall more into the chronic. I mean, I, yeah, when I jump mm -hmm. in a new position, I'm, you know, taking it from a fire hose. Uh, but what I've learned about myself is that I'm my worst critic. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, you know, I'm very quick to kind of look at what's not right. And uh, the whole notion of cutting yourself some slack and, uh, you know, loving yourself the way you love people around you is one that uh, was helpful for me uh, yeah. anyway, you know. No, and I think one of the things I did was say, oh, yeah, you think I'm different in that way? Watch this. Yeah. Come into my office. Yeah, I have painted one while red. Yeah, I do have a giant bear in a chair. Oh, bear in a chair. Uh, <laughs> I do introduce kind of outrageous activities, and they work. I'm really, I'm thinking about fear, too. Because I would, the learning organization piece, we're roaming yeah. If, if, uh, listeners, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Filming. Yeah, this is a talking before the thing starts. Yes, this is a spaghetti session where we just take out one little topic. And as soon as that's out, we jump into another. <laughs> it's a bowl of spaghetti, people. Uh, but go no, ahead. I, I was going to say, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wouldn't you know it? What was it? Oh, learning organization, tying it to our previous two um, podcasts, is high feedback, high safety. Yeah. yeah. The safer people can feel about fairness, being told the truth, not being told the truth for two years that you're inadequate and then being fired. Uh -uh. So really high feedback, really not gentle feedback, really yeah. um, hard hitting feedback in a highly safe environment. Not goody safe because you've got to be able to produce. Yep. Everybody has to be able to produce. But um Edwards, oh gosh, the guy that introduced uh, quality circles. Um, Demings, Demings. Yes, oh, good yeah. for you. <laughs> you get credit. Um, that was one of his top qualities, was a yeah. sense of safety. Um, and also, you know, it, I think safety is an important aspect. Uh, if I think about people that were my bosses, if I had an overly critical uh, boss, yeah, it, 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 it kind of flamed um, my feelings of inadequacy. But if I had someone that saw me warts and all, and still gave me the freedom 
to do what I think is the best job that I possibly can, it was really enabling uh, uh, in a way that, uh, so you bosses out there, the way that you engage with your employees uh, potentially could go a long way to, to help addressing uh, imposter centers and promote a learning organization. Yeah. Or being new. I think you tied it together. Does that mean we have to stop on that topic? Yeah, let's. What uh, what else is on your mind, Joyce? <laughs> oh, in my mind, uh, in my delirium, my NyQuil delirium over the weekend, while the hurricane wrapped around us, um, and while I was supposed to be in a three day training uh, with Kayla, my daughter, and we did, lost internet. In the midst of all of that, I kept thinking, how would I? bring people together so there's a coherence to the glump of people, which could mm-hmm. be 25,000, 82,000. How, how would I run it? And I know that many people are uh, building a village yeah. <laughs> for their employees to come to. And I can remember saying, we should have a dentist, we should have a hairdresser, because that, that's where people sneak time off. They're going to get it done. <laughs> they not get it done when, yeah. it's, when you're at work eight to five. So I would have a village center of some kind, some great place to eat, hair, maybe visiting hours for, you know, wellness, nurses, whatever. Yeah. That people could come to whenever they wanted. They didn't have to say that Tuesday is my day in the office. I get to play basketball. No, it would be open <laughs> so that people could come and interact informally, regardless of where they were going to do that day's work. Now, you know, they probably, I don't know. And days when you could choose your days that you were going to work in general, how many hours yeah. are needed in this role. And then you can patchwork quilt those hours if it supports the business by doing it that way. I would have as many people come to where I lived. I'm talking as CEO. Yeah. On a quarterly basis for the day and I would use that day to create the coherence mm-hmm. that would last as we dispersed for the quarter. I would also have homerooms, I think I'd call them. And I remember talking about this quite a while ago. Homerooms, home, you say homerooms? Home yeah, homerooms. Okay. okay. I, I say homerooms. My grandkids think I have a ridiculous accent silly kids no comment because they do i because they say i say (laughs) ice cream cone anyway ice cream cone is how i say it i would have home rooms for functions yeah and as a and i would have a home run leader and i don't know what positions would be called gatherers (laughs) maybe (laughs) But then um, they would have to come in uh, once a month to the homeroom for some training, for interaction, for correction of uh, whatever is hurting the coherence. Yeah. So that I know. And then uh, somebody has what they call a 
an open marketplace or whatever, a talent marketplace, which is really what's posting is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I would have all those things that are going to move the needle of the company uh, post what kind of talent they needed for that, for that, what we probably would call a strategic initiative. Yeah. And, yeah, and then there would be hiring to what was needed for that impetus. What else would I have? And therefore, and anyone who didn't get a position would fall automatically into some uh, talent development. And they'd have to come in for a week of support in maybe next time getting that work. I would not let the same people go from special project to special project. They'd have to take a break and come yeah. in the homeroom more. So I think that's as far as I got. Um, the homeroom leaders would need to have weekly conversations with yeah. their homeroom. How's it going? Da, da, da. Nothing too tight. Can you want to add something? Well, so as I was listening to you, I, I thought of uh, times in my own experience where I've had uh, a, kind of a slice of one of the things that you were talking about, like uh, Food Line used to do that huge meeting, 2,500 people in the same room every other year. And that right. was a real galvanizing experience. Uh, it's really weird. We were talking about hurricanes. Um, when we would have a hurricane uh, oh. in Food Lion, we would literally break the organizational chart down and we get everyone who has a critical role in preparing and mitigating our risk and then helping with recovery. We literally would bring all those people in the room and they would meet twice a day for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, that was their homeroom. They came and they talked yeah. and they made decisions. They heard. And, and you know, th the sad thing is uh, then the hurricane passes and everyone goes back, but uh, you know, the connection that people make and the new alliances, you know, yeah. like transportation with, uh, you know, category management. Refrigeration. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, I, uh, I worked with a couple of startups in uh, California going back uh, eight, nine years ago. And if I look at their workplaces, it's not all that far away from what you're describing. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't call it a homeroom, but there's kind of a community area where they come together. Um, you know, they bring in like delicious pastries and the coffee is gourmet. And so they yeah. really kind of create, um, uh, I think part of it is so that people will feel comfortable working 15 hours a day at a startup. But uh, it, it just, there's a vibe there and a connection um, mm -hmm. that was palatable. So to be clear, the homeroom for me is kind of equals the function. Okay, yeah, you come. Yeah, okay, and then the other, uh, the other is the t they're the temporary company or consulting group that they f that is formed to do a specific whatever, whether it's a college 
and then you go back to your homeroom and you can't get a, do another special project until you've you know at least dropped out for a month but and can do some of the more mundane but anyhow i can't remember and i will find it where i was reading how give up the idea of jobs and let work yeah. go where it needs to go and but you need i think people who have never worked in a large organization i um don't know if they're in the best position to think about how to do it yeah i so, so i'm i'm kind of tying some threads uh together thematically i think in, in in some respects you are talking about a vibrant learning organization it adapts it adjusts it breaks down structures that no longer work it creates alliances uh and and literally everyone as you say uh, sorry for the sports metaphor. Has a home base, uh, a class, you know, homeroom they go back to. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I think as OD, if if we look at our organizations and they're kind of stuffy and the structure is kind of rigid, yeah, uh, this is a great sandbox to play in to say what what are different structures that we can introduce that. And uh, please let us know. Please <laughs> let us know. Of not hearing from you. I have one last. Go ahead. Yeah, we have a few more minutes. Oh, two more minutes. Okay, I used to draw. No, a few, a few. Take a your few. time, Joyce. <laughs> we're, um, we're going nowhere. <laughs> I used to make a grid with big black solid lines with squares in it, like nine squares. And I would say, this is your common organization. You stay in that square and... You have goals, but you you don't care about the big picture. Then I would erase or make less strong those squares inside. And I would say the squares outside are the strategy, are mm -hmm. the, the most important focus for the company. Now run around like crazy within that square. <laughs> and, and when you feel lost, go to the edge where it doesn't budge. I think mm. now even losing that outside line and we have moments of clarity with a dark line around it, which I would say is now round and you come to that place, do your work and then dissolve back into the homeroom. That's all. Anyhow, in my NyQuil delirium, I kept seeing this ebb and flow of a modern organization. Bring that NyQuil on. You were dropping pearls of wisdom today. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and we said that the, the goal of this podcast isn't to land every plane, but uh, you did a nice job summarizing it. So, hey, let's be a flexible, adaptable, uh, vibrant organization and say goodbye to everybody. Do I have to? I don't want to because I don't. I don't want to. I don't, I don't say goodbye. I just wave. <laughs> Goodbye, dear listeners. Goodbye. <laughs> Final word. See ya. 
So there you have it, our spaghetti session where uh, uh, literally uh, Joyce and I, I'm not going to say we winged it because winging it would mean we just kind of scatter about uh, aimlessly, uh, but we ultimately followed our passion and we followed uh, areas that we felt were important to discuss. Uh, you're not going to get this every week, and some of you may be glad that you're not, uh, but you know, to me there's a lesson and that is, you know, when you're in a group, when you're talking to a person, always come down to what is the most important conversation that we need to have right now. And if you're not sure, talk about it until one emerges. So till the next time, be well and be safe.